When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Friday to everybody out there. Welcome into the PHLY Phillies podcast. Renee, when I woke up this morning, the girls usually ask me what day of the week it is. And I was very happy to say it's Friday. Did you actually say it's Friday or did you say it's the first Friday? I did not year. say the first Friday. I just said Friday <laughs> uh, because Friday is a great opportunity. There yeah, I, I suppose uh, Fridays <laughs> do hit different as the kids say. So happy Friday to all out there. Uh, the chat is buzzing already. We see you. Uh, thanks for joining us on this Friday. Tyler, of course, producing the show behind the glass. And yes, the uh, the thumbnail image to start the show was the stars of tomorrow. And if you're a baseball nerd, um, and I say that affectionately, um, there's a lot of nerd stuff today, including Jaws and Zips and Prospects. Uh, so we're going to, you know, we try to touch on the Phillies. Like basic outline of our show is, Touch on Phillies, touch on Major League Baseball, shenanigans, show close. You're giving out all the secrets, Jamie. <laughs> I, we didn't discuss uh, uh, before the show the daily positivity. I put it on YouTube oh, in the show no! sheet today. So YouTube, uh, I don't want it to be Jamie's daily positive. I did say that yesterday. So I did you say have that 45 yesterday. minutes to come wow, up with your already positive. Already we're, we're flipping the script because yesterday <laughs> Tyler and I were getting on Jamie because we missed his cues. Well, because I, I was taking the low-hanging fruit and then today, away. Yeah. Jamie definitely just flipped the script on us. You you uh, you uh brought the smoke. Is, I did. Your, is that what the kids say? Yeah, you're, well, you want the smoke <laughs> is what's happening. Uh, Tyler you, and I got it, though. Do you want the smoke or are you giving the smoke? you're giving i don't what? think you don't no. really say giving well dishing okay you're dishing the heat maybe <laughs> oh good lord yeah I don't happy know. friday guys oh yes. man yes happy friday nerds but yes <laughs> as barbara carroll says in the chat uh yes we're gonna get into a lot today uh our own john foley's gonna join us and then uh we'll get out of here with renee's positive phillies thought of the day <laughs> 24 reasons why the phillies are going to be better this year than they were last year it's like uh, the 25 days of christmas yes philly style yes guys um so welcome in everyone let's get it started with the phillies and some real nerd stuff we've seen online uh i don't know if uh 
Fangraphs and Baseball America and all these accounts decided just let, let's start 2024 off with like our nerdiest stuff. Um, the prospect reports are coming out. The Phillies are tied to an international signing. That period picks up in a little bit. Uh, so there's a lot to get into in Phillies land. Uh, let's start with the new list of Phillies top 26 prospects, Renee. Uh, we're going to start the Down on the Farm report next yes. week, uh, where we deep dive, you know, each one of these guys, give you a profile, strengths, weaknesses, and not us. It's not like me and Renee are sitting yeah. here breaking we down the Dominican Winter League. Scouting report. Yeah, we're going to read the stuff from the scouts, <laughs> exactly. the guys that get paid the, to know what they're talking about. Uh, but yesterday, Fangraphs, which is, would you say the pinnacle of baseball nerddom, Tyler? Yeah, I, I would think. So. I mean, they take baseball reference to like a whole new level. Yeah. And baseball okay. reference is one of my all time. It's like it's like the Bible of baseball to me. But Fangraphs takes it like to a, the next level. Yeah, basically, they they melt house up baseball So Fangraphs yesterday released their top 26 Phillies prospects. Um, so. We're not going to, you know, I'm not going to spend much time on 26, 24, 23, <laughs> 22, 21, uh, 20. We'll just start at 20. But the one thing I did notice about those. I like how you individually read each number instead of just saying. 26 after through. After like 20. Yeah. I mean, that probably would have been you know, much just, easier just, in hindsight. <laughs> I'm bringing the smoke back, Jamie, you know. <laughs> the one thing I did notice about that 20 to 26 range, uh, number 25 jumped out in neon to me. Okay. Griff McGarry. And he jumped out in neon because entering last season, he was the Phillies' third overall prospect. Mm. Now he's all the way down to 25th. And... Which is a reminder of the way bad. prospects move and fluctuate as we have had conversations in the past about getting so caught up on prospects. But we have no idea... I mean, the drop to 25. That's not good. It's not good at it's all. Not it's not good at all. Yeah, it's almost at the point where, like, Griff McGarry, you can kind of start talking oh. about as the future of uh, the Phillies rotation. Um, if you're the 25th prospect at this point after being third last year, if you eventually become a five or a middle bullpen guy. And I think, Tyler, we've talked about that before. Like, he's on the cusp of becoming, like, a middle relief guy. Like Talking about McGarry? Yeah. I think he's best suited for the bullpen anyway. So I wonder if they make that transition with him now that he's he's plummeted uh, mm. down their list. So that jumped out to me there. Let's start with number 20, uh, Devin. Oh, and there will be names mispronounced oh. in, this, in this exercise. <laughs> I can guarantee you, you know, there will be names there's mispronounced. There's this crazy thing, Jamie, where you can uh, like Google it. No. <laughs> and then it says it well, like how to pronounce the name. It's tough right. because some of these names, and I was actually just having this conversation yesterday uh, with you, Tyler, or with JP. I don't know. Yeah, you but, soccer people. I don't know how you do yeah, it. Yeah, because the of, other thing is there's <laughs> cultural influences on sure. how names are pronounced. Yeah. So it might be said one way in one country or one language or one linguistic in another way, completely different. So. Yeah. It's it's really challenging. So uh, I'm gonna let you. Well, I feel like number twenty is is, is doable. Well, what is your guess on his last Devin name? Because I feel like that's why you prefaced it. Yeah. Saltaban. Okay. Saltaban. I would say Devin Saltaban. 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 But I don't know. Yeah. Tyler probably knows. I believe it's Bon. Ah. Saltaban. Saltaban. Okay. Uh, and by the way, <laughs> to the chat, no, uh, I am. Um, I hate um, everything pumpkin. 
Except Mr. Krabs, the one pumpkin pumpkin <laughs> exception I will make is that cold brew foam pumpkin thing that huh? Starbucks does. It's a drink. It's a cold during you, October. November. You know, I don't drink any of that. That's true. You're not. Yeah, I mean, the only pump. I like a lot of pumpkin stuff. I like pumpkin pie. I like pumpkin. All pumpkin sweets, though. Yeah, I'm out I don't on want. Any, I don't want to drink anything pumpkin. But your your drink so, is very light today. It is very light. Is it? Is it? Uh, I feel like it's usually. I made the mistake of putting the half and half in first. I'm not an expert, so I thought it was just me. But the chat actually has been running with it too, and they're like, I don't know what Jamie's drinking. So, I don't know either. This is my 2024 vow to stop buying so much coffee. So I bought a cold brew maker for me and my wife in the morning, you know, so we can just be on the go. And okay. And so far, so good. I'm four for four. And you like this coffee? It's better than the hot coffee we brew at home. So, I, so okay. I'm, I'm doing well. I'm there sticking go, to the... There you go. So it's just just a little cold brew from You're the gonna, fridge. You're uh, going to Jimmy Butler your way into opening up a new coffee. What do they... What does he call it? Big head coffee? Yeah, you're going to be... Uh, I do have a big head. But... But, you know, I think there's other options. You can go with <laughs> no, I will not be opening. Uh... All right, we got to one prospect and then we went left. All right, so number 19, Dave, I got Devin this Saltabon. one. Devin Saltabon, okay. Andrew Baker. Oh, that's a tough one. It could be Buck Hare. I'm just <laughs> it could be. Um, um, McKinley eight, Moore at 18. 18. That's fairly easy. 17, another layup. Robert Moore. 16, Alexis De La Cruz. But you could say that with a little bit more De La Cruz. Yeah, you know, I you don't have give the, a little bit the more. hard R role. Yeah, you that. could definitely Alexis De La Cruz. All right, I'll let you take 15. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number 15 on fan grabs. Coming in, I feel like we're doing a draft. Um, I'm going to go Nikal Puka Grego. Something I, in there is a little more silent than it I, looks. I think that a, no, I don't disagree with you. I think that's good. I don't good. think it's there were three vowels. I don't think it's uh, Puaka, but it could be Puaka. Actually, now that I say that, it could be. I'm gonna go Nikau Puka Grego. That's got to be like Polynesian or Samoan or something, right? I don't know. I'm yeah. he's from New Zealand. New Zealand. Okay. Okay. A Maori. Um, <laughs> that's cool. I hope he has. Uh, I promised the girls that we're gonna watch. Hypothetical man said, "Lover Day, do the names." <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching uh, Moana tonight with the girls, so hopefully oh, he's got the strength that. of Maui. See, that's why I could see like a Puaka as like a Moana. You yeah. know, like you kind of mm -hmm. fluctuate the vowel totally. there. But okay. Um, you want to take fourteen? <laughs> I think it's a Marion Boyd. Yes, I would agree with you. Yeah. Number thirteen, William Bergola, and I know. You and Vince, Tyler, are big Bergola people, right? Yeah, I think Vince is very high on Bergola. Be and depending on what list you look at, this is Fangraph's latest release that just came out yesterday. I think Baseball America had Bergola at, what, like seven or eight in the Philly system? Yes. So correct. there is some fluctuation based on, uh, you know, the website you're, you're reading. Uh, but Bergola, you know... Top 10 in Baseball America, 13th here on Fangraphs. Mm. Uh, number 12 is now, what do you think? Is, <laughs> is that Aaron or is it Arun Escobar? Aaron. Aaron? Aaron. Aaron? <laughs> That's my guess. I don't know. The Escobar is making me think it's there's there's a Arun Escobar? A Hispanic Arun? aspect to it. We'll go with Arun. He is Venezuelan. Venezuelan. Yeah, see? Okay. I don't because I don't see Aaron. You know, I Arun. think it's Arun. Okay. Arun. By the way, really good Arun. piece. Uh, speaking of Venezuela, that's where um, Alvarado's from, correct? I think he's Venezuela. All his family yes. was in Venezuela. So the piece I just read, I'm 99% just doubting myself. I read a piece yeah. the other day on The Athletic about his family is now with him. 
Uh, oh yeah. Oh, we talked about that. You weren't here when we chatted uh, about that. Oh yeah. Show. Shout out to the yes. with Bob Casey and the, we talked about that with Devon and that was Tyler cool. and I. Yeah, because that was a great holiday story. Yeah. It was Christmas. It was magic. awesome. He got his it family for first time over two years. He had a house. Him. He had a house in Miami for them. Mm -hmm. Already said, and he had his dad, brother, and one of his children, and yeah. then finally got his mom sister and his other two children so his three kids were split oh wow or two kids Torture. were split i think it is i forget how many kids he has like, actually but either but way his cool. children were split yeah. yeah such a sad story yeah and, and credit to the bob casey and his office because once they got wind of it they kind of like pushed it along oh yeah uh, well helped. that's the thing i mean once we heard it during the postseason i remember that's the first time i had heard the story when they casually dropped it in the broadcast and i was so surprised at how it was just mentioned and I was like, I want to know more. I need, I need more information. What's happening? Who's working behind the scenes? Yeah. So finally, it seems like there was some movement to so get that process. Even a better going. year for Jose Alvarado yeah. coming. Uh, number eleven, I'll take uh, Christian <laughs> McGowan. Nice Irishman. I can say that one. Solid, Jamie. Solid. Number ten's all you. Why? You don't it's know that easy. one? Michael Mercado. Oh, okay. I just we're trying oh, to alternate. You, okay, you know. I thought you were just giving me all the challenging ones. Yeah, Michael Mercado at number ten. Uh, number nine <laughs> is Alec McFarlane. And then your boy comes in at I number eight. I don't know eight. number eight's name. Uh, no. Orion Kirkering. Yeah. <laughs> Captain still, Kirk. Still technically a prospect, question mark? Tyler, also, what's the actual line of prospects? I, I genuinely in? have absolutely no idea what their threshold is. It's obviously how a certain it, amount of major league games played. And, and there's no, there's no yeah. way that Kirkering hit that threshold no. in 2023. But what did he end up pitching? Like 18 innings? Yeah, it wasn't a ton. Between playoffs and regular season, it wasn't a ton. My thought process has been... If you're up and you stay up, I think that's your threshold. Like if you go up, if he for makes a, the opening day roster, correct, which he's going he's to, no he's, longer, he's no longer. That, a that would be how yeah. I would grade it. Like a couple of years ago, there were a couple of guys that were still on, or even last year, I think heading into last year, Gunnar Henderson was still on yeah. the the top prospect. Like list. Jackson like, Holiday will be this, this year. This guy's going to be a major league player. Yeah, Jackson Holiday yeah. is going to be one of the faces of baseball soon, uh, and I think he's still technically a prospect, uh, but he will be on the opening day roster. Yeah, I know that's why I, um, in the chat, I think it was John who was asking about like Dylan Covey. Um, oh, not, yeah. Like, Get, I don't know what the list... Fire the sun. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the list is uh, compiled based on because, yeah, what makes you still a prospect? And also, number eight, just I don't love that in general. But well, I think on Baseball America, Ryan was listed like fourth or fifth. Mm. So, again, depending on... Look, I mean, I think they weight this a little bit based on, like, role. And yeah. if Ryan ends up becoming a closer, then... He should be weighted a little heavier, uh, but if he's not, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, um, the Fangraphs is saying it's compiled based off of industry sources as well as Fangraphs observations, um, anticipated re relief roles. Yeah, so it's a few different things they're just basically looking yeah. at, and different people, I guess, that they're consulting and figuring this out. Now, number but. seven on this list is higher on Baseball America. I believe he's third on Baseball America, uh, but Fangraphs has this kid. I'm... So hopeful about him. Uh, Justin Crawford. He's got the family bloodlines. He's rangy as athletic as hell. He's fast. He's Justin. Uh, I think he's third on Baseball America. He comes in seventh on Fangraph's top prospect list. But he's a kid that uh, he could he could be. Look, the Phillies, let's just call it what it is, historically suck at developing outfield talent. In their entire existence, Greg Lazinski and Dom Brown are the only two homegrown all-star outfield 
prospects from their system. Yeah. That hurts to say. I really hope Justin Crawford is the third. Because you think there's three outfielders. Every year you have right. three. You have it's not chances. like you're talking about one position where somebody's <laughs> just pigeonholed in. You have three chances at this. And you have two ever developed from your own system. That is not good. Not um, good enough. But John Sequella, what up? Uh, in the chat says, worm killer. <laughs> I, I, I assume that means his uh, launch angle is not great and he's a, a big ground ball hitter. Uh, but we'll see there. Or unless he's talking about Mick Abel. Uh, number six, uh, all yeah. your, All you, Renee. Eduardo Tate. Now, Tyler, is this you and Vince's guy? Yeah, you guys this is, are this is your big Tate man. I am very <laughs> hesitant on young catchers being ranked highly and he was 23rd last year he jumped all the way what did, what did you have him at so seven? him and griff mcgarry like just flip pretty much but so my thing is this kid's 18 years heading into his 18 year old season he's very thin he's six foot he's 180 pounds um he's gonna need to pack on some some, some weight some, i can some i can give him a pointer or two um, about that but this is <laughs> called heading, double ipa beers my man heading into last that's year that's not the kind of pounds he wants to pack oh, on oh you're talking about like useful pounds heading yes. into last year <laughs> he, he had a 50 hit rate of hit, a 50 power rate uh, for a, se- a 16 17 18 year old kid who is thin and what i think excites me about this guy is the fact that he's a left-handed catch hit left-handed hitting catcher and when when do you see that infrequently but he hits left-handed. He's strictly I guess, left-handed. Was Joe Maurer was lefty, right? Uh, I should know this considering how much I, I vouch for the guy. Yeah, he was, I think, right? I'd have to go back and That's the only one it. that came to my mind when I started like... But I, I think that this guy is probably in a good trajectory timeline for a JT Real Muto replacement if he continues to ascend the way yes, that he, he has with Mauer is lefty yeah. like outside of that i can't really think of a left-handed catcher yeah he threw right batted left yes he got, well yeah i mean you're not going to find a left-handed throwing catcher has that ever, ever happened i'm sure it has that would be so weird looking i mean i'm sure it has but like you're throwing over right-handed hitters the entire time it's yeah it's it's, it's incredibly difficult to be a left-handed catcher um <laughs> Because yeah. wouldn't that be weird to see a guy well, like throwing from behind the plate well, left-handed? The reason that it's a, I guess we're I never really thought about it. Yeah, you throwing over right, right-handed yeah. hitters because you're throwing over right-handed hitters twice. You're not like if for a righty if they're throwing over a lefty to get to second base, that's one problem. But as soon as you get to third, unless it's a, a right-handed hitter, your right-handed catcher is going over the lefty batter's box anyway. For a left-handed catcher. To would have to throw over somebody twice on yeah. the right-handed side of the. Uh, John Squell brings up another one. Dutch. Uh, yeah. and, and it was Dutch's sixty-third uh, heavenly birthday on. Was it Wednesday? Yeah, it was and, Wednesday. Yeah, and mm-hmm. by the way, the Darren Dalton Foundation. If you're ever looking to uh, to donate to a great cause, the Darren Dalton Foundation is an awesome, awesome charity. Uh, so yeah, left-handed look at, catcher. Look at us hitting on something from a previous show sheet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, left-handed batting catchers. Yeah. Not very. This uh, kid. This kid excites me. I've, and his overall grades of forty, and that was last year. Maybe it's because he's seventeen, but I just think that's drastically low. Mm. Listen, he can't run. His forty, he's a forty run. I don't like, expect I'm not my catcher, my to, catcher run. to be able to move unless you're like JT Real Muto is a a, a, a freak. A, oh yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But this kid's a sixty arm, a fifty hit, a fifty power. Like at seventeen years old, I, I'll take this kid. Yeah. Uh, so Eduardo Tate comes in at number six on the Fangraphs list. Now number five goes to Brian Rincon. 
Now, when you're talking Phillies prospects, this gets confusing because they have Gabriel Rincones Jr. at number 21. Then they have Brian Rincone at number five overall. Mm. Uh, so two Rincone is in the system. Uh, number four, <laughs> Rincone. Totally different name. <laughs> it's basically the same. I guess. Rincon versus Rincones. I guess. Rincones and Rincon. Yeah. It's like the single, the single, yeah. single and the plural version. Now, the top four get pretty exciting. Um, Aiden Miller is a guy our own Vince Pellegrini out in the office has been talking about uh, for years. Shortstop prospect. Now, Tyler, does he have capability of playing third down the line? Does he have the arm baseman. for that? He's listed as third. I thought he was more of a shortstop personally, uh, but Aiden Miller is exciting people in the Philly system. Yeah, he's listed as a 19-year-old third baseman. Okay. I mean, that's... Um, From uh, the Clearwater Threshers. All right, even better. Uh, <laughs> now, that if he becomes the real deal, you know, Team USA kid, he was the college player they took out of University of Arkansas, what, two years ago? And he's kind of skyrocketing up the Phillies prospect list. If he is a legit... Uh, so baseball wrestling has him listed as a shortstop, but obviously he's playing third in Clearwater, so he has the capability of playing on the left side. Yeah. And I know uh, they said, uh, MBDBDBF said also on fan graphs, he's listed as a third, third. baseman. Okay. So, okay, there's... Um, yeah, I mean, we'll see. You know, Alec Bohm uh, has third pretty much locked down for now, but if this kid, Aiden Miller, becomes, uh, you know, the trajectory he's on right now, which is a fast riser in the system, that becomes mm -hmm. pretty interesting you know, in a year or two, what do you do with Bohm? You know, like yeah. he could be a really nice trade chip. How how far away is Bohm from arbitration ending? He's next year, I think, is arbitration one for him, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so you're looking at no, this year is arbitration one. This is so arbitration. He's got one. he becomes so you have a, three more years. Of, he becomes a true free agent in 2027. Yeah, so you have three more years of team friendly control on him. If Aiden, like that timeline's actually kind of perfect yeah. because then entering arbitration year three, if Aiden Miller's the real deal, you move Bohm, replenish the farm system. Uh, so Aiden Miller uh, is a pretty integral part of this. Why don't you take number three, Renee? Yeah, I was looking at Aiden. Uh, okay, so we've got Starlin Kaba. It's a great name. It's a great name. You're star in the making. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Starlin Kaba, another guy just like Aiden Miller, just kind of flying up the prospect rank here for the Phillies. Uh, he comes in at number three on Fangraph's list. Uh, he's another guy that is listed as a shortstop. Yes, he is. Uh, he's 18 years old. Just turned 18 a month ago on December 6th. Wow. What I would so trade with him. Crazy. I wouldn't have a bad back if I was 18 years old. Oh, no. Uh, but Starlin Kaba comes. Starlin Kaba. Yes, in 133 at-bats last year in the minors. He hit just over 300, but with a 423 on base. Uh, really good stuff to see out of him. The number two prospect, according to Fangraphs, is Mick Abel. Huge year ahead for Mick Abel. Kind of pulled it together at the end of last year. I was following his every start at the end of last year. He turned a corner. His command got better. His numbers started to improve, but he had a pretty shaky, not Griff McGarry shaky, uh, but fairly shaky first half of the season. 
Uh, this is a big year for him because you kind of need to know, you know, with no Andrew Painter, um, you know, pitching this year, you kind of need to know if Mick Abel is somebody you can believe in or not. Tyler, yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. Sorry. No, um, no, I think his his top projection is like a three. I I would top. I would say that possibly he, a two, but like I wouldn't, three. I wouldn't get that far. I think. I mean, the stuff is good, but like command is going to be a. It's the biggest problem. I mean, I think that this kid is. He's got good stuff. The strikeout strikeouts per nine is over ten for the bulk of his career. Even if that comes down to like you know, an eight or a nine is an everyday major league starter. But the fact that the whips at one, two in Reading, mm. one, seven in Lehigh Valley, Yikes. one, three at Jersey Shore, one, three at Reading the year prior, one, two at Clearwater. Now uh, he doesn't surrender a ton of hits other than the nine that he gave up in the one start at you know, at Lehigh Valley, that's an anomaly. It's one start, but like the walks are of, of big concern for me. 65 walks and 113 innings pitched last season is a lot of walks. Yeah, this is a huge year for him, Renee. Like, you need you need to know what you got a little bit before you even, like, could he be a, a call-up if he right. starts out the year really well and you kind of have an injury or Sanchez or Walker is, you know, kind of shitting the bed for a lack of a better word. Like, mm-hmm. Mick Abel's going to get that call-up this year potentially and – We've had a lot of eggs in the Abel and Painter basket. One of the two of them has to work out. Yeah, um, honest Abe, who cannot tell a lie. <laughs> and uh, honestly, I think it's, I agree with Jeff's point of selling Abel before he gets exposed in the majors. He, if, I mean, like you can get said, a lot for a number choose, two prospect. Yeah, if you have to choose between the two. I think the hard part is uh, our number one, who we'll talk about in a second, uh, has just been out with injury and Andrew Painter. But for Mick Abel, I think now's a why are you what is happening oh, oh okay I'm just no, trying to it's shake fine. up the bottom of the beans you okay. know how it gets that little see the bottom? no i don't actually you're I not don't. a coffee person no, you I never can and re- i don't know you can't relate to me <laughs> yeah. in my coffee struggles That's like, you know i'm not even gonna lie and act like yeah i do know i don't know <laughs> like well, i have well, no idea see that? i didn't know that was a thing but i do know when you make any sort of like a powder drink yeah, or anything, same, you have same to shake idea. it. okay yeah. that i i can relate yeah to. you're like protein powder and ag1s and all that stuff and i'm the opposite yeah okay so the number one prospect that we've got um We've got Andrew Painter still sitting at that top spot, even after having surgery, Tommy John surgery being ruled out for all of 2024, still behind the 2022 work that we saw uh, with a 1-2-2 ERA across three different affiliates, striking out 155, excuse me, and walking 25. Andrew Painter still sits in that number one spot. And I would love to see what Andrew Painter could have done in 2024. And it's heartbreaking that we're not going to get a chance to see Painter until 2025 after we saw him work his way up and just kind of had so many high hopes for Andrew. All right, spin zone. uh, It's good he got the surgery now. Okay. Rather than like a year or two from now when you're really counting on him. I think that's really why the Phillies encouraged him. him to go ahead and get the surgery. Yeah. like, we don't need you right now. This is a long-term decision. It also sucks to lose two years of your pitching career at age like 2021. 20, yeah. uh, but maybe we don't find out what Christopher Sanchez is without the, the Andrew Painter surgery and injury. So, um, you know, I'm trying to think positively about the Tommy John surgery at such a young age. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of these guys, unless you're like Aaron Nola or somebody, um, I guess Zach Wheeler outside of the blister issue hasn't really had any. So knock on wood. The, the one thing with the Tommy John too, and I don't want to take it to the opposite extreme where like 
guys are almost intentionally getting Tommy John at this point. Which yeah, is a, but it's like good to get it out of the it's way. It's like sicko world with these high school kids to try to get you know Tommy John early. Um, but the one thing that I, I think does kind of great with me a little bit is they probably should have elected surgery in May or yes, in June. Absolutely. And, and, and I get that you want to second opinion. I thing. get that you want to try to rehab this thing and you want to try to do it naturally without Tommy John to try to not stunt 2024 or immediate, you know, take 2024 out of the equation entirely like mm-hmm. it's happening now. But I think that there, it, it becomes, you know, a conversation of like, do UCLs heal without Tommy John no, surgery? And the answer not. more times than not is no. If you're going to go out and violently throw again the following yeah, year, like it's not going to get I better. think it's just, I think it, the, the one thing that I will gripe about with the, the, the Andrew Painter situation is he probably should have gotten the Tommy John as early as significantly possible. earlier than he did. So you yeah, lose I know Dave's asking a good question about the chances of repeat injury. If having an, an earlier Tommy John surgery um, re- gives you less or more chance of repeating, that's that's the other thing. I think part of it is giving him a chance to get the surgery and also rehab and take his time working back to hopefully minimize the chances of repeating it and needing another surgery. It definitely is a yeah. concern for sure. John Sequela says, you know, elbows are, are a bitch too. I've blown mine out twice. If it's yeah. a minor tear, they rather it heal on its own first. Yeah, I get that. But, um, you know, it was, it was inevitable for a pitcher like that. Uh, we're about to get to John Foley, our buddy. I know Boz in the chat says, where's Foley? Don't worry, John Foley's music's coming on shortly. But first, I got to tell you about Wheelhouse Cards uh, because they have two awesome locations in Wayne and Westchester. And Wheelhouse is our go-to sports card, gift, and apparel shop in the Delaware Valley. Their motto is cards and community because a love of sports unites us all. They carry all your favorite card brands like Top Chrome Baseball and Mosaic Football, as well as T-shirts, hats, hoodies, and more from brands like Mitchell and Ness, 47 Brand, Junk Food, Starter, and one of my personal favorites, the throwback year from Shy Vintage Sports. And if you're looking to have your sports card uh, collection graded, well, Wheelhouse has got you covered because they offer PSA grading submissions. They also host a ton of different family-friendly events and birthday parties every single month. So stop into either of their stores in Wayne or Westchester. Open seven days a week at 11 a.m. Use code PHLY and get $10 off any purchase of $25 or more in-store. Also, be sure to give them a follow on Instagram at WheelhouseCards. And while you're doing that, take some time to head over to FOCO and check out the leading sports and entertainment manufacturer. They've got bobbleheads, collectibles, apparel, all types of great things. They just dropped some more slippers. For those of us that enjoy walking around the house with slippers and socks on, you can do that at FOCO. And you can also take advantage of our deal and the heat and bring the heat with all the great merch that FOCO has. So using code PHLY10 gets you 10% off at FOCO. And make sure that you are rocking some great merchandise that FOCO has. Great prices, great looks seasonal options as well they're just transitioning out of their holiday season for the christmas new year holidays into some more so check out what they've got again at foco use that code phly10 for 10 percent off all right it is friday tgif and with that means we've got our very own john foley on the show with us today welcome in john nice to have you here happy friday happy new year <laughs> Happy New Year indeed. Happy Friday. Oh, look at you rocking the nice PHLY hoodie today. Love that. You know it. 
You know it. Got to represent the brand. Yeah. So, John, you had a, a new piece up on the website the other day on the heels of, uh, look, did I drink the irrational Kool-Aid? You bet your ass I did. But when I see the report that they actually had $300 million on the table to Yamamoto, um, I didn't expect them to have that big an offer. It could just be that he was the white whale, you know, 25 years old, um, insane talent that they they went outside the box there. It could just be as simple as that. But then I saw Scott Lauber quoting Dombrowski saying, you know, they're not done yet. They're going to add to this. And then I saw the report that Blake Snell's market could shift to that lower um, lower length contract, higher annual average salary. I started thinking like they're so close and it's such a win now window for these next two years. It might be smart to kind of push all in for a two or three year window and spend some real big boy bucks bigger than what you're even spending. Uh, I know your piece was kind of and, and the Imanaga uh, as well in the Japanese papers tied to the Phillies. So there was like a lot swirling around. I know your piece kind of is being a little more realistic than my irrational Kool-Aid, but what were your thoughts uh, on all the breadcrumbs out there this week? Yeah, I'm, I mean, I, I hate to throw cold water. That's all right. Todd Zalecki that did, too. Pick one of these names. I did, too. Um, yeah, everybody is, John. I'm just going to stay it's, irrational. It's, a lot, it's, you know, it's a lot more fun to, to just talk ourselves into uh, a big-name free agent being on the way. But when you really sift through those rumors and see what they're actually saying, I, I do get the impression that, Yamamoto was an exception that yes, they're willing to, to throw somebody out there, but this is a 25 year old phenom uh, could be, could be helping you out for win now mode and setting you up well for the future. I think that he was sort of in a class of his own in terms of free agents, the Phillies might go after. Now I, I think there's a way to look at Imanaga as sort of Yamamoto light and it's still accomplishing the goals you were, you were looking to do with, um, uh, with Yamamoto, more of a win now piece, more in line with the age of of the current stars on the team. Um, I could I could see that maybe happening. Um, when you get down to Snell, uh, Montgomery, um, you know, at at that point you're talking, uh, you know, pretty pretty big money, and most of the the rumors about those two seem to be coming from national sources rather than uh, some of our more local trusted friends um, that, you know, are really sort of indicating that that's, that's not where the mindset of the Phillies is right now. Now, anybody, if the market for anybody drops, be it snow uh, in the relief market, um, you know, I'm on record as, as thinking they should spend a little cash on hater. I think Dombrowski will, of course, be opportunistic. Um, but, uh, yeah, I would say so that's the not where their, their mind's at right that now. He's mentioned more or less as I'm well. Getting a little, I'm getting some comments on the chat that, uh, the mic isn't. No, you sound no, fine you're good. You're good. You're maybe a little hot, but yeah. it's fine. I will say also, John, to piggyback off of what you're talking about. So as of today, or um, the latest that I've seen around Blake Snell is that the Yankees are a team that's actively seeing like a front runner for Snell, but also Snell showing interest and in wanting to go to the Yankees. So it seems like that's going both ways. And then uh, with mutual interest. And then also down in Texas, we're continuing to see now that's 
the Rangers are viewed as Montgomery's, quote, first choice. So although there are several clubs, there's six clubs that have been listed for both of these guys, including the Phillies, being at least mentioned that they might have interest in Snell, Montgomery, or Imanaga. The report that we talked about yesterday, or two days ago actually now, was that the Phillies might be interested in two of those three. Who do you think the Phillies are most likely, if you had to choose the markets dropping, the options, they're still there, uh, which do you think would be most likely to make sense for the Phillies, in your opinion, from what you've been following? Out of Imanaga, Snell, and Montgomery? Mm-hmm. I, I would I would say Imanaga, just because he, he accomplishes some of the, the things the organization was talking about uh, with respect to Yamamoto in terms of, you know, they, they, they want to break into that Japanese market. The Phillies, historically have have not done a they've always been behind the curve um you know uh whether whether it's with japanese players right now yeah. uh korean players um you know with uh latin american players uh for for a while they lagged behind the curve and dating all the way back to uh you know the black players uh, a sort of shameful history there for the Phillies. So yeah. it would be great if they can um, maybe not lag as far behind as as they usually do. So I do think, I mean, I know they've beefed up their scouting overseas. Um, and I, you know, I think they're really making an effort uh, to to break into that market. And maybe you, you failed to land Yamamoto. Maybe Imanaga is, is a way to, uh, to accomplish some of those goals, even though you're not getting that 25 year old, um, that, that might, uh, pitch at a star level for a decade. It can make sense. I really, I would, I would be shocked if, um, if, if Snell or Montgomery makes their way to the Phillies, you can hear some, some of those rumors about other teams like the Yankees where they're, uh, you know, they're the preferred choice. They feel like they're getting close. Those are the things you tend to hear when something's actually in the works, you know, the Phillies, are listed. They're always at the end of the list, right? And in these national articles, is like here, here are three or four teams uh, that are ha- that are showing strong interest, that are having these discussions. Oh, and 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 the Phillies don't rule out the Phillies. That's I mean that's the caliber of rumor that we're getting. Is not you know we're hearing things about the the Phillies making a pitch. We're hearing, I don't know, the Phillies may we're willing to spend three hundred million on Yamamoto. Maybe they'd have some money for someone else. Um, but those those don't feel close. I mean, historically, when Dombrowski, when the organization wants to go after somebody, they go after them hard. You know, um, they make very visible pushes for you know Turner, Harper, this this stuff. You know, sometimes they operate in silence on some moves, but for these big stars, you know, I I think we'd be hearing more. If John, you mentioned you know the Japanese, the African American players, the uh, you know Latin American players. They've always been a little slow to this, and and part of Preston Mattingly, you know Dave Dombrowski's goal and vision here has been to get more international scouts out there. Uh, and it appears the Phillies' uh, international signing period is opening up ten days from now, uh, and they are tied to a seventeen-year-old kid from the Dominican Republic. Uh, now I'm not expecting you to have seen. Uh, Halvin Alvarez uh, is games down there, or Jalvin, Halvin, Halvin Arias, Arias. See, I, John, you'll learn this about me. I can uh, butcher as a true Philadelphian any name you give me. Uh, even Jamie Lynch, I can screw up. Uh, so Halvin Alvarez. Uh, no. What? No, Arias. 
Why do I keep saying Alvarez? So, John, um, from Dominican Republic, it's an outfielder, Alvin Arias. Arias. That the Phillies Arias. are projected to sign. Yeah, his name is not even there's Arias. No, there's no, there's no. Get Alvarez. there by like the time he's maybe a prospect. So the Phillies are projected to sign one of, uh, you know, of course, in the international free agency or international free agency market that's so opening. Just finish Jan my question for me because <laughs> yes, I can't I pronounce the name. I'm just helping you out. That's what friends are for. I got your back. Alvin. So the international free agency market opens across the Arias. league on January 15th. And the Phillies have been reported to be tied to 17-year-old uh, Alvin Arias from the Dominican Republic. an time. outfielder. And uh, potentially getting the 29th largest signing bonus. Now, I don't even know what your initial question was going to be, but what are your thoughts on this? <laughs> Maybe they can you know, yeah, I got to be honest, I haven't watched a lot of tape. On uh, on this teenager, yeah, the breakdown <laughs> yeah. of seventeen year old Dominican. I do, I do kid, think it's, I do think it's a good sign though, because like we said, you know, the, historically, Phillies have not been great um, internationally. Uh, so the fact that they're tied to, you know, uh, what sounds like, you know, a, a pretty great prospect, it's it's encouraging. It's just encouraging. It makes you feel like it's a it's a well run, competent organization. That's doing everything they need to do in every part of the world. Um, so it's an, it's an encouraging sign without, obviously, without knowing too much about the, so about the player himself. So I'll read for you and, and the people here watching uh, his Baseball America chat because, John, we were not, uh, or his profile, we were not watching 16-year-old um, Dominican kids play baseball this past year. We were enjoying Red October. Uh, so Baseball America says he has size and power that stick out for his age. He shows flashes of plus raw power that could eventually end up being a 70 on the 20 to 80 scouting scale. His power is evident in batting practice, and he can crush a fastball if the pitcher makes a mistake over the heart of the plate, though it comes with a swing and miss risk. Uh, he will need to develop more adjustability with his swing and improve his plate discipline. Sounds like every 17-year-old kid ever. Uh, he was running plus times in the 60-yard dash early in the scouting process. He impressed scouts with his athleticism, uh, and they believe he could play center field Although he's gotten bigger, he's trended more towards an outfield corner. So, you know, who knows? Hey, sounds like it sounds like he fits right in. Yeah. Power. He is a Philly. <laughs> corner outfielder. Yeah, why not? That sounds like a prototypical Philadelphia Philly. So. <laughs> By the way, Jamie, I, I'd like to interject here. I had great dis plate discipline at 17 years oh, old. Did you? The problem was, no raw power. The problem was, I couldn't hit. <laughs> well, I was I know, great at taking walks. I don't know what to tell you. I know the reports are that this is a, an opportunity for more of a long term development selection. Of course, he's very young still. Um, but as you mentioned, with the ability to play center field, but also be someone that can move in, into a corner outfield slot, be a power hitter. There's a lot of projection. He's just, already. I was going to say six, four with, and weighs two Oh five because That's 17. Um, Damn. we love to give height and weight. And that just puts in perspective born in 2006 guys. Oh my God. What were you doing in 2006? <laughs> my heart. <laughs> but he would have time. I mean, so young to develop. And I know even in the chat, hypothetical man was saying how he has a lot more faith in the Phillies as an organization now than 10 totally. years ago. You know, the development has been improving for these young talents. So someone like that with the heights and build that he has and the versatility and power as a power hitter and different uh, outfield roles. Yeah, I think it's encouraging. Yeah, just don't be another uh, Miguel Alfredo Gonzalez. Uh, you know, even when they have spent their international money in like a big way, they've seemed to swing and miss. Uh, and I think Dombrowski and Mattingly and uh, Fold kind of realize that and they're trying to get a lot better internationally because 
you know, you look around baseball, John, and like uh, a Dallas Garcia, like you, you don't have to go far to find these, you know, international type uh, kids that, that pan out and the Phillies always seem to miss the boat there. Yeah, they, they really do. So again, encouraging you, you have a much better feeling from the current leadership of the organization. You, at least I do. I, you know, you get the sense they know what they're doing and they're, they're searching every corner of the globe for baseball talent um, in a way that I, I don't think we've, we've seen with uh, uh, previous leadership. Um, yeah, you got that right. <laughs> well, John, uh, we, uh, we will send you off back to uh, your reality, and we appreciate you joining, as always, on Friday. Uh, make sure you're following John on Twitter, at 2008Phils. Make sure you're reading his articles on allphly.com. Fresh one went up on Wednesday. I'm sure there'll be more next week, as uh, I think we're 40 days away from pitchers and catchers already, John. Ooh, 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 the sunshine, the warmth. I can feel it already. Oh, yeah. The margarita. Oh, I can't <laughs> sunny, wait to get down sunny to clear Florida. Water. And of course, oh, John man. will be with us uh, March in mid-March as we're doing the clear, clear water trip here. Uh, PHLY, we've teamed up with Philly Sports Trips uh, to get down there and maybe talk to some of these kids and the, and the prospects in the system. And uh, I'm looking forward to your reporting down from Clearwater this year. It's going to be pretty exciting. So make sure you're following John and following along with his writing and Photoshopping skills because oh, yeah. your Garrett, your Garrett <laughs> Stubbs one yesterday or today, whatever that was, I think that might be your finest so work sad. yet. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. If if you don't like the writing, uh, come check out the Photoshop. You know, You've got options. There's a little something for everybody. Exactly. Bingo. You've got options there, John. We appreciate you taking time to join us and chat as always. And uh, yes, we'll talk with you very soon, friend. All right. Take care, guys. See ya. All right, guys. Well, while you're looking to uh, prepare for the upcoming season, we've got Clearwater coming up. Before we know it, we've Ugh. got games starting before it's we know it. Away. And so with that, you also want to make sure you're checking out the latest and best spots to buy tickets for games. That's over at the Game Time app. So at the Game Time app, you can download their app. You can find great prices. And you can also make sure that you can take advantage of our code PHLY. It gets you $20 off of your purchase when you're a first-time user at Game Time app. But also allows you to see your seat, to have an idea of where you and your friends are going to be sitting. You can get tickets to everything from concerts to comedy shows, to games. They've got a lot of options for you over at the Game Time app. So it makes it a lot less stressful as you're looking to find tickets. And then even when you show up for that comedy show or you show up to that concert or that game, you don't have to worry about fumbling with paper tickets or hoping that you have Wi-Fi working to be able to pull up your tickets QR code. Easily you can do it on Game Time app. So again, head over to the Game Time app, use our code PHLY, which gets you $20 off of your purchase yeah uh and mopar sorry we're gonna miss you in florida by a couple days oh, wow. there buddy but uh clearwater so i'm excited for you and tyler to experience clearwater for the first time because it is just awesome clearwater beach is great and then you know you take a little 15 minute ride to the stadium and it's just like it's fantastic um I'm so who was it in the chat spiraler out i i agree with you he's he's saying tommy fam over jock peterson i don't know where that came from <laughs> other than just a desire for another outfielder i I was reading an article the other day, and I forget who wrote it, um, that did say, uh, you know, if they are to add an outfield bat, they might be more prone to add the veteran type that seems to up their game in the postseason rather than compared to their regular season stats. And Tommy Pham was one of the two names that kind of outperforms his 
regular season stats in the postseason. So, mm -hmm. you know, Tommy Pham's still out there. You know, we talked about yesterday how the arbitration period between the 12th and the 19th, according to Passin, yeah. he expects the market to, to like really kind of heat up again here. Uh, if they added Tommy Pham, I wouldn't hate it at all. I would prefer him over Jock Peterson. He is a right-handed hitter. Uh, so I think that makes more sense for the Phillies. Tommy Pham, sure. Uh, I'm cool with that. I'm almost cool with any outfield addition that's a veteran at this point because I just want that insurance plan and, and, and protection there. In case Rojas, I know he's looking swole and jacked up, but like... I just don't want to put all my eggs in Pache and Rojas in one position. I want a little little bit of an insurance policy. And, and Tommy Fan gives you that. He could play left field and Marsh could slide back over. So I really, I you know, I know, I know the chat's been talking a lot about the bullpen arms. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I want to see one of each. I, I need to see one, if not two, bullpen additions. And I think the Phillies' bullpen is really good. But I, I, I really want to see that outfielder, and I hope it happens. Yeah, I mean, there have been some names that we haven't talked as much about because we've been actively focusing on Blake Snell, Jordan Montgomery, uh, Showtime Managa. But there are some outfielders that are still looking for a home. There are some names, Jock Peterson, who actually talked about um, being tied to the Blue Jays. But then there's even people like Teoscar Hernandez and Jorge Soler, um, obviously Cody Bellinger, that are, you know, still floating out there as uh, we're trying to figure out where they're going to go. So, I mean, I would love for the Phillies to be able to pick up someone that is an outfielder that can give good at bats and part of the reason why matt chapman was brought up as a name as a third baseman is because of the fact that the phillies do like to add those veteran pieces and although matt chapman's a third uh baseman and that's not really needed with alec bohm uh still kind of leans into what the phillies would want to add so i mean i i don't know who the phillies are going to bring in but i think that there are some names that i'd be excited about that can just be solid just be solid. That's all you really need yeah. at this point. Yeah. So being that it's nerd day, we'll buzz through the rest of our show sheet here. Uh, Fangraphs did come out with their zips projections <laughs> for this year, Renee. And I know you have your Google alert set on Fangraphs zips protection. What is zips, you might ask? Well, I had to read up myself to find out what the wow. hell it was. And one of the, and Tyler said the Fangraphs guys make baseball reference look like amateur hours in terms of uh, baseball nerddom well that is correct because the zips system is a computer-based uh, system who one of the guys from Fangraphs who is a Texas A&M computer <laughs> science major slash baseball nerd created his own system to project uh, the upcoming year it's been fairly accurate in the past and basically zips is just another term for war here uh, more or less is what it boils down to uh, it takes it basically weights like the the more current years it takes the career of a player but it weights like the more recent years heavier uh, and then basically takes everything into account like a war would and it's compared to your average major league player at that position so the zips came out for the Phillies Yes, zippity doo dah. I was actually thinking the same thing, John. <laughs> Did you but ever I see the Chappelle uh, stand up? So I was actually thinking zippity doo dah, zippity day. Yeah, my you know my Ch head naturally went to Chappelle had a Disney riff World. Off of zippity doo dah. Yeah, I was in thinking. Yeah, my we're, we've got different brains. So oh, mine yeah, immediately went to like the Chipmunks singing zippity. Oh yeah, no, mine went right to Dave Chappelle. And there used to be a sing along song. Not to go super left really quickly, but there used to be a VHS sing along song for Disney when I. 
I was a kid. So you did hit the VHS era. Okay, that oh, makes me yeah. feel better. I, was th- oh. I thought you and Tyler were like born no, in the DVD no, no. age. I was born, no, no. DVDs were more, I would say, high school is when we actively more switched to DVDs. Let me go left again. Sad day yesterday. Best Buy. No. Started taking down their physical DVD racks in stores nationwide. I'm going to start buying some. It C- might I was be. just on Tyler. Was it Pete Probably Davidson? Not. Somebody bought up like a crazy amount. Of, I think it is Pete Davidson. He bought, it was either CDs or DVDs. And he has. I a, would buy, I'm going to buy CDs. He has a warehouse uh, storage unit that he just filled floor to ceiling with uh, either DVDs or CDs. I forget which one it was. And he's just housing them for one day. It's actually like pretty, pretty I mean, damn for smart. As great as it is to be able to have everything on your phone, there was nothing like having a, that CD case. Oh yeah. Um, and, and even and the pamphlet. So, yeah, oh, and then it, yeah. and then it evolved where you had your very own um, like binder where you could just flip through all your CDs. Mm-hmm. But I liked having the actual. It CD would weigh seventy two pounds. Oh, yeah. and you'd have to carry it around. And. Yeah, and I've then you go to the wall and steal the stickers, and then put them on old broken DVD CDs and take yeah. them back. Nobody did that. that was no, just but me. apparently nobody flushed their CDs to clean them either. Why Flush? was that not a thing? Wait. Yeah, one of the best ways to clean CDs is. To- <laughs> it's always going back to the toilet with you and I. Wait, what? I'd heard it doesn't th- actually go down the toilet. Yes, it, it doesn't. Fit. It just spins around. Think about it. It's water. It spins. It is. It's genius. We used to clean CDs. Maybe this was just in the black community because everybody has. I heard toothpaste. I thought toothpaste no. on so it. So if and then you, you wipe used it to, if you have a CD, I highly recommend this. Try it out. If it has a really? scratch on it, you put it in the toilet and you flush the toilet, and the water swirls and cleans it. Genius. But then it's there. That's what CD cleaners used to be. Isn't like the, pre- when you used isn't to the pressure this- too much though? Wouldn't it break no. the CD? No. Well, toilets are nasty. No, a clean toilet, Jamie. So Not then I gotta dirty. clean my toilet first just okay, to clean the CD. What is, what's wrong with like your you toilet? To clean, do, you clean, do you clean your toilet every my day? My toilet is very clean. Every and yes, day? I, no, I don't clean it every day, but my toilet's clean enough to clean a CD. <laughs> Ew, what's is wrong it? with your toilets? I mean, I go number two in there. Yeah, and then you flush it and you clean it, <laughs> and you don't put it. I mean, don't put a CD in the toilet if you've got recent number twos in there. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Help! <laughs> cleaning your CD I'm not the in one the that toilet. CDs in the toilet. It was the best because you, you had you could either put rubbing alcohol on it, you could blow it, and or try to put it in, like air on it to try to clear this, or you flush it. Flushing was oh my gosh, <laughs> guys, go flush your CDs. Uh, <laughs> you were not living life right back then. Uh, fairly not. You probably had a lot of CDs skipping. Didn't I you probably guys? did, and then Mine I'd go to the wall skipping. and I'd steal one of their stickers, and then I'd go put it on an old CD. And I'd return it for a new one. No, instead of stealing, instead of stealing, just flush it. Do you remember Columbia House? Do you remember Columbia House? No, I remember the name, but I never went. What is it like? It used to be. It was. It was probably a Ponzi scheme. But my dad used to uh, get it, and they would send you like. um, It would. It would be like almost like an MLB All Star ballot, where you would have to like poke the CDs you wanted and you'd buy one, but they'd send you like 15 CDs. Oh, so my dad would pick out like, God knows what he ended up getting charged. I'm I'm sure it wasn't actually one for 15, but that was the scam. And they would send you the CDs. I don't know what my dad ended up paying for them. It was probably wasn't, but you used to get like a ton. So my dad would be like, all right, I got five. Here, you and your sister can each get five. And then Columbia house would send you. We used to flush a few CDs at a time. Like really? you can put a couple. It's it's a it's an easy way to do it. You Renee's put in out like here playing like toilet <laughs> Beyblades with her CDs. Just let it rip you put and like see what a, you put like two or three CDs in there. You flush that bad and boy. And it would work. It just swirls, cleans them. Oh yeah. 
Really? Because it's literally what you were doing with rubbing alcohol or something. Like, huh. what did you clean your CDs with? I don't understand. Uh, a towel. A towel? Yeah. Like a dry a, towel? I mean, instead no, of doing you, that. You, no, you, get, like the mic, you get like the microfiber so, towel. So you don't do it for the ordinary, like, oh, and it's got a smudge. I'm just going to wipe it off. Chris, but Chris if it has, has it. It was 10 CDs for a buck <laughs> and another one at full price. Maybe it wasn't as much of a scam as I don't. Oh, I don't know. But like I, a great deal to me. Yeah, actually. it was awesome. Columbia if, House. If you ruled. have, yeah, I'm gonna go buy some CDs now. Columbia House destroyed a lot of people's <laughs> credit rating. Mopar says. Whoa. Anyway, we got here because uh, <laughs> DVDs, zips, uh, Best Buy taking down. Sing along. Yes, yeah, Dave Chappelle. That was quite a rabbit hole we wow. went down. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, so anyway, back to this is why our episodes are always the longest. <laughs> you know, I thought today was gonna go under an hour, guys. I really. I don't even know when we started. We're still under. We're still under. We still. No, we're not. Yeah, no, we're not. No, it's we one o'clock. Yeah, but we started at like uh, okay, like so we have five minutes to wrap up. Okay, we can do it, Renee. Here we go. Zips, we're back. All right, so the Zips is basically Fangraph's war uh, from their computer engineer nerd who developed his own system and algorithm. Um, real quick, we'll buzz through this. Here is the projected Fangraph's war for the upcoming year. Johan Rojas slash Brandon Marsh, they have as a 1.4. I'll take that from those two, I guess. Schwarber and Marsh, they made one person in left field. That's at a two. No, 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 no. They didn't make Schwarber and Marsh it's one person. Uh, yeah, you're Marsh it's, it's, a mon- it's a monstrosity name <laughs> put together in a blender. Marsh Warber, uh, a 2.0 in left field. Alec Bohm comes in at a 1.7 on the year. Trey- no, no, no. You read that wrong again, by no oh, surprise. Sosa, it's Marsha. No, it's Marsha Warbave. Oh, because cave. It's a, ca- it's a Marsh Warber cave combo. Mm hmm. But actually, Marsh is wooden Rojas also. So is it, are we sure it's Marsh? I mean, it's got to be, right? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Who, who has Marshall or Bave? Sorry, two outfielders, five infielders. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's I don't know. <laughs> so Alec Bowman and Edmundo Sosa come in at 1.7 at third. This is very encouraging. Trey Turner, a 5.0. If you can get that out of Trey Turner, it's going to be a great year for the Phillies. Oh, yeah. Do you believe? Do you believe in the full season of Trey? Turner no 5.0? It's yeah. going to be Turner 5.0 Turner season. 5.0. You think we're going to get like it? it? Yeah. I don't have um, all season. What are you saying? Yeah. Do you believe like the full season bounce back? Like oh, what, yeah. what we saw in those last For two sure. months, we're going to get a full season. It's definitely a Turner 5.0 time. Uh, Bryson Stott and Sosa at second base. Tyler, you might think this is a little low. He comes in at 2.3 and that's mostly do. Stott. I don't know if I necessarily think that it's low. I think that it's, I, I think it's probably fair because you have a gold glove caliber second baseman, a guy who can hit well against right-handed pitching and a guy who at times struggles against lefties. And I think that if, if he's going to, see 50 percent of his bats or close to it against left-handed pitching i think that that's what their their you know diminishing value is on that 2.3 is you know he's really really strong against right-handed pitching what kind of leap can he take against lefties in, in year was this full year three or yeah. full year two mm-hmm. as a second baseman full year three as a starter yeah right uh first base harper and bohm give you a 4.1 so trey turner does come in the best uh, Harper trailing him at 4.1. Real mm. Muto and Stubbs gives you a 2.9. And Schwarber at the DH gives you a 2.6. Now, you're starting pitching. They also have Castellanos at the DH. Oh, excuse me. Castellanos <laughs> in right field. We missed him. Uh, he's your worst uh, in terms of zip rating for the year. Projected as just a .5 player. Mm. That, Yikes. not great. It's for like $20 million, dollars, 
I like Castellanos. So like if he's your seven hole hitter, I think that's a pretty good situation to be in. Uh, when they signed him, they clearly thought he was going to be a middle of the order five hole hitter, you know, maybe six at worst, potentially a third. That's just not who he is. He is. Well, this he's kind of a seven hole hitter. This is a very brutally um, interesting, I should say, piece, because if you actually read like the reasoning for all this, it's they're they, they don't feel too confident on Cassianos. They want to make him a DH. Well, he doesn't have the, I don't know. I'm not Kyle saying Schwarber, I'm, yeah, I know. I, yeah. I on another team, saying, Cassianos like, probably like, is. I, you can't DH both of them, but you know, that's one of those iffy things. Like yeah. they're, they're pretty, they even have Alec Bohm as boring. As boring? Mm-hmm. Well. And that's an interesting way to describe somebody. You're just boring. <laughs> 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 that hurts a little bit. To me, a boring player would be a zero war. Yeah. Like, they're, that's they're, just average. They're not negatively yeah. impacting your... Now, I don't know how Zips rates average players, and maybe it is what, about what he got, but to me... I mean, he's not far off of it. Being zero, like, is as average as you can get. That's a boring player to me, because even if you're negative, it's... There's talking points. Mm-hmm. You're not boring. You might stink, but you're not boring. You right. know what I mean? It's 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 a weird descriptor for, yeah. for Bone. Uh, so there's your position players, your bullpen as a whole, and this would be really good on the year if they came in at a 3.6 uh, as a whole for the bullpen. Your starters, Zach Wheeler comes in at 4.3. Aaron Nola comes in at 3.8. Your boy Taiwan Walker comes in at 2.0. Ranger... 2.7, Christopher Sanchez, 1.8, and then it has Nick Nelson as 0.2 is like your sixth starter kind of person, which is fine. Uh, so there you have it. Quite this frankly, is- I wouldn't be surprised if Nick Nelson ends up signing internationally. Yeah. I think he may mm-hmm. get like, – like Eric Fetty just came back from he got overseas. He got a decent deal, right? deal. I don't expect him to bounce back like that, but I think Fetty's stuff is better than Nelson's. But I, I think that you may see Nick Nelson end up in either Japan or Korea – uh, in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So real quick, Renee, because we're going to get out of here real quick. We're just going to buzz through some MLB headlines that happened that we may or may not have talked about. Uh, Michael Brantley, this just came out before the show today. Uh, the five-time All-Star. Tyler had interest in him signing here. I did. Uh, really good player for his career. Not that old. Did we ever look up his age? 34, 35, something like that. Uh, Michael signed Brant- somewhere. Michael Brantley? No, he retired. No, I know. That's, oh. a, that's a joke. He like signed with he the signed retirement home. Like he signed retirement home. Into his, to his, yeah, <laughs> he into signed, his couch. all right. He signed out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Yankees, as you had mentioned, are all in on pitching. Snell on the free agent market. Dylan Cease on the trade market. Uh, the Reds, sneaky good signing, I would say, for them. Because it's not going to cost you a lot. And I think Frankie Montas, uh, or Montez is one of the best uh, low lower level outside of that tier one pitchers. So he goes to the Reds. Uh, the Red Sox, I think we mentioned the other day, signed Lucas Giolito. The Angels just signed Zach Plesak, the son of MLB Network's Dan Plesak. Uh, Tyler's boy, Kevin Kiermeyer returned to the Jays on a one-year deal. And then making the, the headline rounds today, Trevor Bauer has admitted to some mistakes in his career uh, is basically begging for a second shot in Major League Baseball after was he in the Korean League last year or the Japanese League? I forget. He was in one of the two leagues, uh, but he is asking for a return to Major League Baseball after his case has kind of settled, I guess, for lack of a better term. Uh, so we'll see who takes a shot on him. Highly talented guy, uh, just seems like a huge douche. 
Uh, so we'll see what team is desperate enough to go get him. And then also you have uh, Carlos Santana. Oh, I missed veteran him. Veteran first baseman, drawn interest from the Brewers, Pirates, and Mariners. Um, he seems like John a Heyman's been saying, yeah, that he's been drawing some interest. Uh, Milwaukee is, of course, interested in bringing him back. I always That's liked what Robert Carlos Murray Santana. said. Yeah. Um, and then also, as you talk about Cease, Dylan Cease, uh, very interesting that, of course, as you mentioned, the Yankees, but Ken Rosenthal said the Yankees and Orioles are among the teams expressing sincere interest. The but Orioles, then Rosenthal also sense. listed the Cardinals, Red Sox, and Dodgers as teams that are possibly in the mix as well. Hmm. So the market for Dylan Cease uh, continues to, it's not ceasing to slow down. All right, Renee, <laughs> you've had 45 minutes to cook it up. Your daily positivity before we get to, uh, mm. I, I'm curious about this Derek Jeter thing you dropped in here. Your daily positivity today, Renee. Why will the Phillies be better this year than they well, were last Tyler year? Well, Tyler and I um, locked in on this and came up with a really solid decision that we are going to get. Oh, I wrote it down somewhere right, now. I can't I'm find it. it. It's right there. Oh, okay. I mean, I could have went there too. So our daily positivity is that we're going to get a full season of Christopher Sanchez as a starting pitcher after having a strong second half of 2023. We definitely believe that we saw Christopher Sanchez uh, as the season wore on, giving us bright spots of optimism, of course, settling into a nice groove. The confidence was growing. He was controlling his pitches much better. And it feels like this is the year that we're going to get a nice full season of that stability, consistency, control, and a solid starting pitcher, especially as the fourth starting pitcher I like for the Phillies. I, I think he was better than Taiwan Walker for the majority of last year. Uh, I think if Christopher Sanchez is your number five, that's a pretty good situation to be in. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of teams would take a Sanchez as their number five. So all in, like it. So what do we have, 20 left now after? Yeah. All right, 20 more <laughs> reasons to be positive. Um, I like it. I, I hope Christopher Sanchez emerges in a huge way because mm -hmm. I like his stuff, and uh, fingers crossed. And the one thing with Sanchez, too, like he threw 99 innings last year. If, if he if he gets to, I think, 145, yeah, I don't, 150. I don't expect 180 to 200. It's probably going to yeah. be in that 140-ish range, like you said. There may be a natural step back. He, you know, doesn't throw overly hard, doesn't have a devastating breaking ball. Just one of those lefties that knows how to pitch, keeps guys off balance, does a really good job of, of you know, working ahead in the count, staying ahead. You know, and you could tell when Christopher Sanchez struggles is when the command is not there. Mm -hmm. uh, if, if he takes a step from a 3-4 and he's a 3-8 next year, I wouldn't be stunned. But I'm not expecting yeah. him to go from three four to like yeah. four two. No, and have if he it, stays a sub balloon. Four, I think that's a win. Yeah, I think that you're you're going to see a larger sample size, and he may get hit around a couple times. But how but many pit, how many staffs? Uh, and we obviously don't have this offhand. How many staffs number fives are sub four guys? Yeah, and like uh, probably not many. Like hypothetical man said, his changeup is definitively his best pitch. When I say breaking ball, I mean more curveball, slider, yes. sweeper, yeah. slurve, slurve you know, those Whatever. type of pitches. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and none of those are dominating. But if you have a good changeup and a good fastball and good command, you're on a good trajectory. Wow, hypothetical man says, look up his uh, changeup metrics. They're yeah. great. It's close to my beloved. Devin Williams. Right. And again, that's why I want to preface that by saying I don't mean <laughs> yes. all off speed. Yeah, I'm yeah. talking about the. There's a difference between breaking balls and off speed. Yeah. I mean, I think you could. To you, your point. You could theoretically consider a change up a breaking ball. It depends on how you throw it. I don't personally, but to each his own yeah, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like Devin Williams change up is a breaking ball because it defies gravity. 
Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I would say he's and an I mean, anomaly. Look, Sanchez pitched more innings last year. We saw the progression, um, as we talked about that three four four ERA. But also, we just saw him a lot more steady, and I think that's all you need from him. As we talk about, if you're if you're number totally five knows what guy, he is now. exactly, exactly, like that's all you expect from him. You definitely could see the command, the control get better. I know that he talked about it as the season wore on, and so I think this year if we can get that for the entire season. That's a win, 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 win. Absolutely like it. Uh, so you read to me yesterday uh, the Yamamoto <laughs> contract details. I cannot I was, believe this. As I was taking my shitty back out of the office. Oh. Uh, <laughs> You yeah. said that really fast, and it kind of you. It just never mind. We'll just move on. Yes, I threw out my back yesterday, reaching into the backseat of my car. <laughs> uh, but it, it got me thinking about chefs oh. and personal chefs, and I'm curious where the two of you fall in. I so I don't, I don't think I've come to a terms yet. Why don't you read the details of the contract, and then we'll talk about what kind of personal chef you would want? Because uh, Japanese is up there for. Yeah. So first of all, there's been more things that have been coming out about Yamamoto's contract, um, including the fact that uh, one recent report was that his opt outs are dependent on the health of his elbow, which is interesting. Yikes. So we'll keep an eye on that. Yeah. But also part of what was included in his benefits, because you don't just get money, guys. <laughs> no. Not enough. Apparently 300 million isn't enough. <laughs> We're not, you're not, that's not all you're getting. You're getting some perks. You're getting some benefits. And we're not talking about health benefits, although these do help your health. So Yamamoto is also getting some airline tickets, which is great because, why hey, not? why not? Yeah. So he's getting um, one premium economy round trip airline ticket to LA for use by his family per year. He's also getting uh, four business class round trip airline tickets, which is uh, $8,500 max per round trip ticket that it has to be. So under $8,500 per ticket per year. So that's four business, one premium economy per year. He's also getting a, an interpreter. Of course, makes sense. He's, mm -hmm. he's working on his English, but he's of course in need of an interpreter, but also a physical therapist, a personal trainer. And then of course they're doing the best efforts to make Japanese food available. I had heard some reports, even when Otani was brought in, that the Dodgers were actually going to be putting in some we brought type this up of a as personal part of the recruiting chef. Tool. Yes, part of the personal yeah. chef, giving your your own um, Japanese food on site right there, so that you're at the ballpark and you have options for delicious Japanese food. So they're also helping on the culinary side as well as the travel and physical therapy the way to and a man's personal heart. trainer. This is belly. Yeah. Um, so mm. Dave P just asked the question: If if money was no object, Renee, I I know my answer. Would you rather have a full time chef or a full time driver? Oh, it's a chef. Me too. Because yeah, you can I'll always, drive myself. You I can, can always lift an Uber somewhere. Yeah. If yeah. I need, if I wanted to be real I can't, I can't Uber a chef to my kitchen to have no. a delicious breakfast. I mean, I can me. Uber Eats some food to my front yeah. door, but it's not the same. I'd I want a nice, freshly made. Oh yeah, that's a great question. It is. But it's definitely a chef for me. So, what kind of chef would you want? So I was debating this way more than I should have. Me, you, and Andrew started talking about it as I was leaving yesterday. If you could have a full-time, like, top-of-the-line chef in any culinary cuisine, like, what would you choose? And Andrew said he thinks he would go Japanese. It's up there for me, but, like, uh, I don't know if I could go. I, I don't like Indian enough for it to be my full-time. I do love Indian. Uh, Latin American is versatile you can go breakfast lunch and dinner like real good with that mm. <sighs> japanese is up there though like 
If I could have a full-time Japanese chef in my house and I had to like eat that every day, I think that's mine. Italian would be great. I was going to say, I, would, I think I would just want Italian. Italian you can't miss Or with. like some, I love burgers and hot dogs. So is like that American? Food. So like American Yeah, I guess food. American chef. But I think I would, if I had to choose, it'd be like Italian or American. So like some pastas and yeah. stuff like that would be great. Tyler, um, where are you going? Probably the... Um, it's tough. It um, is tough. Because I just like food in general. Yeah, I like all yeah. food. Um, so the, the, here's the thing. I think that I, I, there German, are... German, you can have a schnitzel. There are food groups that I like maker. better than what I'm about to pick. But mm -hmm. the best of the best in the world are so elite above the rest of their um, their peers. I might end up going with uh, a, a, a sushi a sushi. Chef, <laughs> you could just say Japanese because like, then you get you get sushi, you get hibachi, you get you know the, stir fry. The, you get the so amount much. of like ramen, the amount of training and schooling, and it's like versatile. you have to be so pristine <laughs> to make sushi that like good sushi is good. Great sushi is like life changing. Did you ever watch the Netflix yeah. documentary Euro Dreams of Sushi? No. He's the he's a world famous sushi chef and he just has this little tiny like four person like shack <laughs> in the bottom of a Japanese train station. And his son is his apprentice and he's he said it I think it took his son eighteen years to perfect the rice. Like he worked with him day in and day out, and he didn't think his his son's rice was good no. enough for eighteen years. So I'm gonna go with MBDBF saying in the chat, you know, the personal chef needs to cross over. My chef ideally is crossing yes, over. They're not cross just making over. one I'm just cuisine. Saying if you had to, if you yeah, had but I do to. see a lot of options for Mexican, Greek, Greek food, food is really good. more Italian. Mexican um, is phenomenal. Neil's saying Italian, but I'd weigh 500 pounds. <laughs> Mo Mopar, Mopar might a have bartender, the right idea. full time a, bartender. A bartender is actually not a bad answer, though. Yeah, I bartended but, a lot in my life so i'm but I'm, i mean i was gonna Addie's say i can bartender. make a solid oh you're the bartender that's oh, and the chef yeah that's right you yeah, are yeah. And i do the it vacuum. all oh I'm, my gosh i'm basically a, a huge cat just toot your own horn why don't you dave p says i'd rather be uh Devante <laughs> adams and have a taco bell in my house yeah, I, fair i but mean you know yeah. what the idea like of somebody making i think meals breakfast you imagine coming downstairs mm. and there's it's like my parents all over again yeah i mean it just here's breakfast for you and, I, and you know what i want to eat too so you're not going to put cheese eggs or anything ridiculous on there you're going to give the breakfast but you like cheese right no, we've established no, this no you're going to make the breakfast the <sighs> proper way then a nice steak dinner or a big juicy God. i told sandwich myself, or something I, I, a burger I, a nice Italian meal with like mm. chicken parm and pasta, or maybe the next time you get some Tex-Mex. Now I'm thinking about tzatziki and Greek because everybody's talking about Greek in there. Oh, oh man. Oh. All right, relax. I'm getting hungry. Yeah, <laughs> see, I, I did something bad this morning. I had, All right, a, well, I had we... a sausage egg McMuffin on the way in, so I told myself <laughs> I wasn't going to eat lunch. And I was just going to wait for dinner. But now all this food discussion. <laughs> As we wrap up, though, and I I'm, I know we could technically end it here, guys, but we're not going to. Because I just want to ask, and it's a really quick conversation. Tyler's like, okay. Greek so, food. Mm. news came out. Sierra, as in, you may look at me and think that I'm, just, you know, that's Russell Sierra. Wilson's wife. <laughs> or Russell Wilson's wife. No, Sierra. Russell Wilson, by the way, has more toilets in his house than wins as a Broncos quarterback. 12, Sierra, who 12 recently toilets, had 11 her wins fourth in his baby, 
her and Russell had their third together. She's a, mu- a music star, dance, incredible dancer. I don't think I can tell you out. one song. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I know who she is. You yeah. don't know any Sierra songs? I mean, if I heard one, I might be able to pinpoint it. Yeah. I'm just going to talk to you guys because yeah. Jamie. I mean, I know who she is. She's so I was so excited about this because I was like, wow. See, thank you, Tyler. Get Jamie out of the shot. So, guys. I love Sierra. Yeah. She's very hot. I love Sierra. <laughs> and I was even happier when I heard the news that Sierra found out she has a, a famous cousin that she did not know about. And as a baseball show, Do we he's know a baseball what level player. Of cousin? So, I'm going to let you, Well, you guys aren't going to be able to guess. Because there's a lot of baseball Second options. cousins once so, removed? I don't know I mean, the What details. are we talking here? How deep? Um, uh, Did it say I'm what I'm trying to like quickly. So they share a long identical stretch. I mean, I don't know if this is even English to you, but I'll give it a shot. Uh, a long identical stretch of DNA on their 14th chromosome, which means uh, from his mother, they're related. So it, the person is Derek Jeter. Her and Derek Jeter are cousins. Good thing she wasn't on the Jeter list. I know. That would have been weird. Good thing we don't don't know the details yet, but yeah, Derek Jeter and Sierra are cousins. That's such a cool... Talent is hereditary. I love celebrity relatives because it's like so cool when you have not one, but like two that can be successful. Sierra is a goat, JP. I agree. Hello, JP. Yeah, uh, I tuned in. I watched you and JP's uh, Flyers post game show the other night for about eight minutes last night. Well, you thanks. guys did a really nice job. I appreciate that. Yeah, eight, eight more minutes. minutes than I watched after <laughs> it was done. Uh, but you guys did a really nice job filling in. So yeah. uh, shout out to Tyler and JP there. Uh, all right, uh, we're gonna go down rabbit holes and keep talking forever. And now, well, at now some point I want to have a conversation about like what celebrity you'd want to be related to. That'd be so cool to think about. Or are you related to somebody important? No. And- a celebrity. Who would I want to be related to of a celebrity? Yeah, like I think I, like people are related to me. Yeah. Oh, I'm a celebrity. I, my first gut instinct says like rock star. Like, because I'd want to travel the world or a PGA tour. I don't know. This is a tough one. Oh, we'll have to maybe come back to this. Yeah, we might put a pin in it. Yeah. Because that Mexican place on the corner is calling my name now after all this talk. I know who I'm related to. <laughs> you got an answer? All right, y'all. Well, I got, I an, I got another show to, to produce Denzel. today. Let's wrap this up. I think up. Denzel Washington and I are related. I just haven't really? proven it yet. Oh, yeah. He oh, you just looks, haven't proven it. I haven't you just, proven it yet. You just feel but he, it. But he actually looks a lot like my dad and my relatives. And I actually think. Oh, your dad's uh, Denzel-like, I know. Huh? I know. Wow. He's a handsome man. Nice pull, so Mrs. Actually, Washington. I know. I feel like we're related. <laughs> but I think I would um, love to be related to LeBron. That's Selfishly. pretty good. I mean, that's like a quick answer, but I'm gonna. I'll go messy then. <laughs> you would messy at the family for you. Yeah. Go out back and juggle. All right. Wrap this thing up on that. <laughs> all note. right. For all of us here at the PHLY Phillies podcast, Jeez. thanks to all of you for hanging out in the chat today. Oh, uh, yeah, Tyler, yeah. great job as always. We will be back on Monday at noon. <laughs> Have a great weekend, everyone. And uh, I will be here on Sunday. Doing the finale of the Eagles regular season. (laughs) Don't suck. Oh, I thought you were. No, just the Eagles have me like. But you were doing so great, and then you just stopped. Well, because I was talking about the Eagles. I know. This is why MBDBDBF saying poor Zuli has to babysit us. Just don't suck, Eagles. Okay. Have a great weekend, everyone. We'll see you on Monday. Bye.